Welcome to Topple Uncaged. I'm Steve Topple and you're locked on to the UK's hottest politics and music podcast. Each week, I bring you the rawest takes on the big stories making the news, always joined by a very special guest. Then, I pleasure your mind, body and soul with the freshest, most banging international music going. Uncaged. Yeah! Ray. If you know, say goodness past the sky and gone in a space and a power with one bag of aliens. Sing that one, you with me, good girl. Don't say, girl, not like this at all. Yeah, good BBC One Extra broadcaster and all-round legend DJ David Rodigan recently described my guest on this week's show as, quote, the next star to roll out in Jamaica. Mr. Rodigan, really, you're doing this young lady a disservice. I think she is one of the stars to roll out of Jamaica in recent years. Not just the next star, Mr. Rodigan, thank you very much. She is absolutely amazing. Her EP released in 2018 called Aura was this stunning project. It was this mind-blowing mix of genres and truly experimental in terms of what it did musically. But not only that, it showcased her voice magnificently. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant record really exciting and a great introduction to her she is now back with another stunning track mistake two um, produced by two uk producers as it happens uh, that gain brilliant brilliant song love everything about this young lady and i'm very very excited to have her on the show because i really really want to talk to her it's great to have her here so i'm excited to introduce for the first time to the podcast the fantastic bella blair bella thank you so much for coming on i am truly excited to speak to you because there's so much i want to ask you about the music and other things so thank you for coming on thanks for having me i'm just as excited <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Excellent, good stuff. We will get into the music later, but this is your first time on this podcast, so we want to give listeners a good overview of what you're all about, and then we'll get into the music. So you've been around for a couple of years. As I said, you released your EP in 2018 called Aura. We'll get into that later. But as an artist, I mean, where did this all start with you? Because you obviously have a natural, natural talent, not only vocally, but as a performer and a musician in your own right as well. Where where did this all start for you? Did you do the traditional kind of Jamaican route of going, growing up singing churches? Did you train? How did this begin for you to get to this point, Bella? Actually, it all started at the tender age of four. Four? I was in four. That's four. young. <laughs> I was in prep school. And um, the prep school that I went to focused on the performing arts as well as academics. You know, so I was involved in drama, I was involved in music, and I was involved in dance. I was also involved in other extracurricular activities that didn't have to do with the arts. For example, track and field, cheerleading, you know, everything. I was just in everything. <laughs> and I think that's where I started developing my talents, you know. And it continued on throughout prep school. I would enter competitions, JCDC um, competitions. That stands for Jamaica Cultural Development Commission. So that was an organization that would keep um, competition for the different areas. So you have music competition, dance competitions, and drama competitions. And I entered all of them. Won medals, you know, entered every 
year, one middle, you know, represented for the school that, that I went to, which was Lanaman's Prep. And in high school, it was the same thing. In high school, I even had a little bit of trouble where I had to now balance the the extracurricular activities that I was interested in because they were clashing and then it all boiled down to music. And in the end, I ended up being in the brass band. Oh, wow. The choir and the steel band. Yeah. And then after high school came university. And then again, I was involved in a whole bunch. The university singers I was a part of. I was a alto singer. I was a part of the university pop society. And so, you know, right throughout from prep school to my tertiary education, I was involved in all these activities that I would think developed my my art in every aspect, you know? So that's where it all started at four. Got my first first gold medal for the poetry at four. I'm exhausted just listening to it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, was it was a lot, but it's fun. That <laughs> no, is brilliant. And do you know what? I should have guessed that you had done um, the performing arts more broadly because you can see it from your videos and you can hear it in your voice. You are a real, real performer. You're not just a, a vocalist by any stretch of the imagination. You can tell. But So you did track and field as well. But what, what made you switch and definitely decide it was music you wanted to do? If you, you, so you obviously had some athletic skills as well, yeah? Yeah, but you know, when you have passion, when you have a passion for something, you gravitate towards it. And I was just, you know, drawn to music more than the the athletic stuff. Excellent. I don't blame you at all, to be honest. And I'm so glad you were, to be honest, Bella, because otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here chatting and we wouldn't be able to chat about your absolutely fantastic latest single, which is Mistake 2. I mean, it's this brilliant... Um, Again, like I was saying about Aura, it's this fusion of kind of styles. It, it, it's sort of Afrobeat in its sensibilities. But then the percussive line, I'm almost hearing a bit of what we call in the UK two-step, um, which is where the percussion sort of cuts out on the first and the third. And it's more focused around the second and fourth beats. But also it, it's very, very um, in, uh, experimental rhythmically in terms of what the percussion line is doing. But it's, it's focused on the two and the four beat. I hear bits of that in it as well. And then you, you, you do this great... Great kind of sultry vocal um, with brilliant rhyming patterns that are mixed up throughout it. I mean, it's, it's just a brilliant package um, of a song uh, and, and absolutely stunning. And the production, which is what I'm also interested in, is stunning as well because you work with two UK producers on it, didn't you? Um, Jamie Rodigan, son of Mr. Rodigan, I was speaking about earlier, I believe, um, yeah. and, and Aaron Horn. I mean, what, yeah. what, brought you to, what brought you to our shores to, to produce this track or work with two UK artists what was what was the appeal there with these two guys well um I met Jamie online because I'm in Jamaica and he's in the UK so we, we made that connection on Instagram I believe okay. and then he, he sent me some tracks in my email I checked them out and I was like oh Jamie you got the song <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote to it and yeah that was it was just as simple as that it was just as simple as that 
It's an absolutely brilliant track, and the, 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 again, the, the production especially is is top quality on it. I find that it's I find it a shame sometimes, actually, you know, Bella, because I, I get sent a lot of music as a, as a journalist and broadcaster. I get sent a lot of music, and it's for, sometimes from some brilliant, brilliant artists who vocally and lyrically are absolutely fire. But then sometimes the production lets them down. It's either overproduced or it's slightly under compressed, or but the production on this is is top top notch, and so they. Do did a fantastic job with that. Well, and again, actually, moving on to Aura, which I want to talk about, production was top-notch on that as well. Absolutely fantastic. But I have to talk about Aura because I want to sort of go into some detail with it because I, th- I think it's really important. And I think it's a fantastic, fantastic record. I mean, it was released in 2018. It, as I said in the introduction, it's truly, truly experimental in terms of the musical styles and the musical arrangement and the influences which were there and the way they were kind of blended together and and mixed into this whole package i mean the the ep starts off with addicted which was this ingenious mix of kind of you you get i haven't started yet i haven't started um you you get kind of um sort of almost to get the feeling of edm and then you kind of think well no there's elements of dance hall in there especially with the bass and then you've got that kind of two-step going on with the percussion line but then the percussion isn't quite two-step because the the rhythmic arrangers put me in mind of afrobeat and it's kind of this it's this melting pot of different genres which works perfectly together i mean it's it's, it's sensationally done it's one of the best tracks on the ep and i mean lyrically i just love it it's lyrically it's brilliant 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 really strong composition um using the idea of being addicted and and flipping it into obviously the fact you're you're in love with this this man or woman um love with this person so absolutely brilliant 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 you then go on to changed up which again is this kind of afrobeat dancehall fusion um survive is the next track and again it's a fusion completely different to the previous two there's elements of electronica in there but it put me in mind of that kind of uh ambient r&b sound that's kind of that's come out of toronto in recent years this kind of very kind of um almost sultry kind of moody kind of R&B that kind of Drake pioneered and then other people have latched onto that kind of ambient electronic R&B um, I Can Do Better was a really smooth kind of Afrobeat R&B track and then What's a Smile again one of my favorite tracks of the EP um, this brilliant brilliant mix of EDM meeting Afrobeat um, fantastic soaring vocal from you over the top brilliant brilliant video which accompanies it as well and the track has got these gorgeous chord changes in there which are very very kind of unexpected they kind of you hear it and you go oh that's interesting wow i wasn't expecting that brilliant brilliant composition musically and then you feel with finish with um your song which a lot of people will know you for which was hot girl sunning um which is this winding kind of new wave reggae track there's still elements of dub in there as well and i also i hear a bit of trap with the use of synths and the way the percussion line is going brilliant brilliant sort of crossover of all those styles breathe and the whole EP is just this wonderful experimental package, but it's an experiment that works. I mean, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant project. You should be extremely proud of it. And it f- sounds fresh as fuck to this day still. Um, absolutely thank you, brilliant. Thank you. I mean, it's exciting hearing you speak about aura like that because it's exactly what you said it was. You know, it, I love to play with genres. Hey. I love to. I love to mix and mingle and, you know, just go with the vibe, go with what feels well. And it's, it's, it's truly an honor to work with Kemon Webber Webster. He was the producer for, for 
the EP pretty much. And, you know, when you find that duo, producer, songwriter, singer that works, you know, you're able to create and experiment with whatever you want. And that's exactly what Aura was. It was absolutely. I mean, it, it also it also showcases your brilliant voice perfectly as well. I mean, you you touched on in the introduction that you you sung as an alto in the university choir, but you do you also have this ability to go up into soprano range and flip between your chest voice and your head voice. Um, and again, as I said to you about being a performer, your voice is so expressive. You go from this kind of sultry kind of hush, this spitting with attitude, <laughs> and then you even mix it up with some sing J here in there um it's well it's true you do um and it's absolutely brilliant i i love your voice i think i think it's one of the most exciting voices i've i've heard in a very long time and i i have about three guests on a week so absolutely brilliant brilliant voice and as i say the whole ep is absolutely glorious wonderful 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 you say um you say it's kind of the vibe which leads you um, and which led you on Aura. But is is all is the mixing up and the experimenting and the different musical genres you've you've incorporated into there? Is that a reflection in your own tastes or is it literally the vibe and how how certain lyrics go with certain types of music or subject matter goes with certain types of music? What what was it that made it so experimental? Was was it just literally the vibe of working with um, Kenny? Well, it was it was the vibe, and it was well. I'd like to think that my musical vocabulary is very diverse, you know. And I feel like I'm inspired by so many genres. Why just narrow it down to one or two, you know? And the whole fusion vibe comes from all these genres that I've been listening to, tuning into, and 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 I'm, I'm inspired by, you know. So my creative process is is really um what should i say and say we want pushed pushed by by my, my my vocab my musical vocab let's say that no I think that's great and it's always it's quite often the best way to be because I mean I I sort of grew up listening to jazz music my dad was a jazz musician so I was surrounded by jazz as a child um, especially female vocalists he was particularly fond of so I grew up listening to Billy Ella Fitzgerald Sarah Vaughan um, but, but also yeah, yeah yeah and that kind of then led me to, to move into listening to gospel and hip-hop and R&B um, and so if if I was to write songs then yeah it would be I, I, I suppose it's kind of a sum of the parts of your life experience of what music has influenced you, isn't it? Really? Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, like I say, it comes across in the EP. It's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. I mean, just on influences, Bella, who has, or if anyone, I would, do you know what? I always feel a bit funny asking this question, actually, because I don't want people to take offence um, because you could, you could say I, I'm Bella Blair in my own right. Thank you very much. But have, <laughs> has anyone influenced you artistically? Are there any particular singers or songwriters or musicians who've influenced you as an a artist yourself? Of course. Of course. I have a few faves. Um, I love Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. In almost every interview, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I tell everybody that he's my favorite artist. Reggae is my favorite genre, no doubt. Um, I love Erica Badu. I love Beyonce. I love Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, uh, James Brown. 
it's it's a whole bunch, you know. And because it's a whole bunch, I feel like that's 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 a part of the reason why there's the diversity in the creative process. Because I listen to so many different artists with so many different genres, you know. So yeah, and I'm inspired by life. Very good answer. Excellent. And yeah, all those names you reeled off, you can hear it. You've got Funky Soul in there. You've got R&B. You've got the reggae going on. And yeah, you can hear it all all come out. If you want to go and grab yourself a tea, coffee or any other kind of refreshment, do so now. Because me and Bella will be back with a bit more chat in a few seconds. What, um, what is also brilliant about your music, and I've read this about you and I completely agreed with it, um, completely accessible. Anyone can flip your music on, listen to it, and completely relate to what you're saying. I, th- I think it's something... I think something to be said for the way you construct lyrics um, and also the way the lyrics interact beautifully with the music and the two fit together perfectly that that makes your music so accessible. But it is. It, it's very... Anyone could put it on and relate to what you were talking about, whatever subject matter you're saying. I mean, is, is that important to you as an artist to make yourself accessible? Because some artists are very much like, nope, I'm just doing roots or I'm just doing dancehall or I'm just talking about really conscious matters um, or I'm just sort of coming from the viewpoint of being Rasta or and they're very sort of set on their pathway which is good for them that's all good but yours is extremely accessible is that is that a conscious move is it important to you to be accessible to everyone yeah I'd like to relate to as much as as much people as possible you know not just one set of people or I mean I understand the whole um, point of having a niche market sometimes but it's it's totally important for me to be accessible to a wide audience you know not just a little clique or a group of people and I feel like my style of songwriting is very storytelling-esque and so people can relate more easily to that style and that probably has a lot to do with the reason why it's accessible. No, you've just hit the nail on the head there, actually, because, yeah, you are a brilliant storyteller. That's exactly what it is, actually. It's like I said about Addicted. It's this brilliant use of use of essentially like a sort of medical psychological term, then you flip it into something about love. And that's exactly what it is. You are a brilliant, brilliant storyteller. Just uh, just on the sort of musical construction of of tracks, I mean, what, what comes first for you? I'm always interested with artists. Do you have a subject matter which then turns into lyrics which then gets put to a rhythm or, or turns into a track or does the rhythm and the music come first and then you put a subject matter to it or do you write lyrics and then how does the songwriting process go for you to be honest it's totally spontaneous, <laughs> totally <laughs> spontaneous. i mean one I, I could be sitting thinking about nothing and then an idea comes up or I could have a subject matter and then I, I decide to you know write about it or I could hear a track and I'm inspired by the track to put melody to the track and then words it's totally spontaneous it's not you know static or it's not just one way of writing or creating for me 
That's really interesting. I, I, a lot of people say that actually when I interview them. I had I had Lee Lyke on a couple of months ago, and she was saying that she generally just goes into the studio and the music's in place, and then she just freestyles the lyrics and the and the um, vocal performance off the back of that. I then had I had Jamil on a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me that he was like, I don't use pen and paper. I literally go into the studio, feel the vibe, and we just record. Um, and I, I I just find it very interesting at how different artists artists sort of the production process goes so but a lot of people do say that yeah and there's as you pointed out earlier I mean if the vibe's right then that process is going to happen naturally isn't it I suppose yeah it's a natural process for me if I find that I have to force you know force writing a song or force getting a melody then I just stop and then when it comes again I'm there again (laughs) but I use pen and paper and I use my phone and if I get (laughs) on the road and record it and then develop it later on yeah oh, i love that it's absolutely absolutely brilliant love it to bits you also um fit into something which i like to talk about as much as possible because i think it's a very very important subject matter you fit into this whole um community actually is what it is of female artists that are coming out of out of jamaica at the minute there's there's loads of sort of up and coming um women doing it uh, i want to say doing it for themselves but it's, it's even more than that essentially the, I, do you know what i first talked about this actually it was with um zia benjamin months and months and months ago she came on the podcast and, and we started discussing this matter how there's so many female artists who are breaking industry norms they're kind of smashing through the misogyny and the patriarchy that exists within the industry and changing the perception of um the females working within it but they're all being clumped in with the revival movement when actually they're they're up and to the side of the revival movement in terms of what they are doing as a as a collective almost and how they support each other in the same way the revival movement does um, but it's not really being discussed but there's some brilliant brilliant female artists coming out as is zia benjamin there's tara harrison there's leela ike there's savannah there's sharita there's chrissy i could go on and on and on and on, on. And on, and on and which is the and point i love it I love it. I love it. You know, I feel like um, ma- the males have dominated the space for the longest. You know, so it's it's very encouraging to see when there are a lot of female acts coming out and doing well. You know, it's it's almost like hey, we're there. Hello, we can do things too, <laughs> and now we're showing them. It's good. It is. It's amazing to watch, and it's um, and it's about time too. I think it's kind of it's almost beginning to level up that playing field because, however much female artists are promoted, etc., etc., it's still a male-dominated industry. What's What's also interesting as well about it, I thought, was that there's no kind of. Um, that there's always been the queen of pop or the queen of R&B or the queen mm-hmm. of soul. There's no mm-hmm. one female which is sort of being positioned at the head of this kind of collective of artists. It's all very, it's all very um, egalitarian, equal, and um, there's no queen of new wave Jamaican music. I mean... <laughs> But there isn't, which which is good because that whole notion of a queen of soul or a queen of pop is record industry bullshit at the end of the day as well, isn't it? Really, it sets it sets us up for competition. The whole title and the queen of, and there really doesn't need to be any competition because there's enough space and enough room for everybody to create and put out um, their creations to the world. You know, especially in the age of social media, where almost every Everybody has an opportunity now. So I feel like 
the queen of this and the queen of that is really not needed. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Completely agree. Do you, why do you think this is happening now? I mean, is it is it something to do with what we saw with the Me Too movement and the and the sort of cultural shift there's been across many countries in the world of um, how females are perceived and sort of the the notion that we still live in this patriarchy and the embedded misogyny? Do you think it, it's come off the back of that, or is it just divine that the time is now right that all these female artists are now coming to the fore? What's 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 sort of the the background to this happening now? Do you think, or do you think there isn't one? It's just, it's just sort of a, a, was always going to happen at some point. You know, the world is changing. And as I said before, with the introduction of social media, there are more opportunities for people to release, just release content. You know, Spotify now, you can just upload to Spotify straight away. You know, you don't have to go through a distributor again, like one time in the past where you had to go through, you know, I feel like everything is more easy because of, the internet and social media and that is why you're now seeing all these female acts coming out because it's it's a lot easier you know to push what you're creating push an image push a product yeah, no, I think you're right. There's And there's something to be said for the fact that we do live in this sort of download streaming age, which has been a blessing for many artists in a lot of respects because it has now given them the platform to get noticed when they probably wouldn't have done before if they or if they wanted to get noticed before. They would have been chucking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars at people just to get them noticed. So it, it's I suppose it has levelled up the playing field in the music industry more broadly, but specifically for, for women as well. And you are part of... That that whole community, Bella, I have yes. to say. So, <laughs> absolutely. Look, to wrap this up, um, because I, I could go off on tangents, I had a script and I've kind of just torn a bit of it up. Actually, we could go on for ages, I have to say. We'll have to get you back on again. But what, yes. have, you got, what have you got in store for the rest of 2019? Because obviously it's been over a year, I think, since you released your EP. New music? Any more new music coming up from yep. Bella Blair? Yes, excellent. New music coming up yep i think i have a couple of singles to release for the rest of this year and then next year is more singles and more creative content yeah just building that catalog building my fan base getting my music out there that's really the plan right now excellent i'm pleased to hear there's going to be more music for you because i will be looking forward to that very much well it's been i really enjoyed speaking to you i had a great time bella um you're so interesting as an artist and as i say your ep or last year was absolutely stunning i would urge Thank listeners to my pleasure i would urge listeners to get it all the links to aura will be in the show notes as will the links to her latest track mistake too and you can find out more about bella blair in the show notes as well for the minute thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really enjoyed that it was great speaking to you you're brilliant love you to bits already thank you it was a pleasure such a pleasure and invite me back soon <laughs> that's in the diary already bella blair thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> How great was Bella Blair? Loved her to bits. Absolutely, absolutely fire artists. As I kept waxing lyrical about, her EP aura is something to behold indeed. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Love chatting to her. She's great fun as well. Watch her space. She is going to blow up a big time, I think, in the rest of this year and in 2020. But for the time being, here's the song that we discussed in the interview. It is the latest track she has released with UK producers Jamie Rodigan and Aaron Horn. It is the fantastic 
Mistake 2. This is Bella Blair, Mistake 2. Check this out. Thought you were my everything. Sorry, but I didn't get it right. You were a mistake too. You were a mistake too. Oh, you tried everything. You know you were the one, that's why you try to get me hooked on you. You were a mistake too. And I am reflecting on all other things we used to do Made me think that you were perfect for me Your illusion had me fooled Ooh. But now the puppy love face is long and gone So glad you showed me who the real you really are No time to fix, we gotta change it I am scarred, I am scarred Thought you were my everything Sorry but I didn't get it right You were a mistake too You were a mistake too Story to a love crisis When I need for fix This we just need for end I am willing to call this a loss I am not trying because Nothing works Me a young fresh thing With a big white sea And I'ma go fishing for a worthy king Who was willing to love me because I am a queen and a boss Thought you were my everything Sorry but I didn't get it right You were a mistake too You were a mistake too Oh you tried to Deceived me. You are nothing like you say you are. You are everything I didn't want. You tricked me. You deceived me. You are everything I didn't want. Nothing like you say you are. You are my everything. Sorry, but I didn't get it right. You were a mistake too. You were a mistake too. Oh, you tried to. And that's it. Another special episode of Top Line Caged is done. I'd like to thank my fantastic guest this week, the incredible Bella Blair. Follow her on Twitter. It's at the Bella Blair. As always, behind the scenes, thank you to the love of my life, the gorgeous Nicola Jeffrey. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Nicola C. Jeffrey. My man behind the booth, sound engineer Gaff Pause. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Pause with AZ Radio. And my in-house singer, it's Ray Star Music. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Ray underscore star 113. Thank you to the Canary for uncaging me. I will see you again soon. Uncaged.